Fed Talks is a podcast for theater teachers and theater education students. I am Dr. Jimmy Christman, theater education professor at Illinois State University. Each week, I want to bring you stories and interviews from experienced K-12 theater teachers, current theater education majors, and professors of theater education that will warm your heart, renew your faith in teaching, and provide resources to better your practice in your theater classroom. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 27 of Fed Talks. We have a really special episode for you today. Marissa Brady, teacher in Arizona, emailed me requesting that we do a virtual PLC with some of the middle school teachers that have been on the podcast. So I put that together, and we have a great conversation here for you. Uh, I had some guiding questions for the conversations, but really, I let these teachers lead it the way a real PLC should be done. So I hope you get a lot out of this. They had a a lot of great things to talk about that I hope you're going to find very useful. So I'm going to be quiet and let these teachers take it over. Here's the virtual PLC with the middle school theater teachers. Well, I want to welcome these four fantastic teachers to uh, Fed Talks right now. Titus may be joining us, so that'll be a fifth, hopefully in a few minutes. But for now, we have four kind of all-stars from past Fed Talks episodes. We've got Marissa Brady, one of the OGs from the first season. And then we've got Joan Shubin, um, Meredith Daniel, who you may not have heard yet because her episode isn't for another week or two, and then Jeff Ott. So why don't you all introduce yourself? I'm looking at all of you on my screen, and you look fantastic and very cozy in your home. So uh, Marissa, just let's start with you. Just introduce yourself and just kind of say, hey, remind us where you teach and all that. Sure. Hi, I'm Marissa. Welcome, everybody. Um, I teach in Chandler, Arizona, which is a suburb just south of Phoenix, and I teach 6th, 7th, and 8th grade and run an after-school drama club that we lovingly refer to ourselves as the Jaguar Players. And Joan? Uh, hi, I'm Joan Shubin. I teach 7th and 8th grade theater at Timberlane Middle School in Pennington, New Jersey, and I also direct the musicals as well. Uh, let's go to Jeff. I'm Jeff Riott. I teach theater arts at, for 7th and 8th grade uh, in uh, York Junior High School in Spring, Texas, and I also am the uh, creator, I guess, of the virtual theater. Yes. And Meredith. Uh, my name is Meredith Daniel, and I teach 6th, 7th, and 8th grade theater in uh, a middle school in uh, Middle Tennessee. And I also direct the fall play and spring musical. People are probably wondering why I have uh, four of you and hopefully five in just a few minutes together like this. And I totally... Um, like to give credit where credit is due. And I just, I just want to thank Marissa Brady for this idea of putting together kind of a virtual PLC of middle school theater teachers to let you all get together from all across the country and just kind of share ideas. Cause I remember uh, when we rolled out, rolled out PLCs in my district when I was in the classroom and because I was the only one in my building, um, they told me just to hang out in my room and do more planning. So um, <laughs> I think it's a brilliant idea, Marissa. Thank you for suggesting it. Um, yeah, I was listening. I don't remember whose I was listening to. It could have been yours, Joan, someone. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes. And then I was like, I wish I could continue talking to her about whatever it was you were saying. So, Well, here's our chance. So I have told them that I have some talking points, but really this is for them as PLC should be. So um, I think we're going to just go ahead and deal with the elephant in the room, as Marissa said just a moment ago off air. Um, but I want to just, first of all, check in with all of you and see how you're doing. Um, during the quarantine with the coronavirus going on. And then we're going to talk about your transition to online learning and kind of some strategies that you have in place for that. So how are we all doing? 
<laughs> I'm about as bored as my as my kids have been telling me, but it's I've been doing pretty good. Uh, it's uh, it's been interesting trying to. I've been taking a lot of the the stuff I have that's more paperwork based, the the theater history and web quests and and things like that that I have, and, and throwing those online for the kids um, to do right now to kind of teach them Shakespeare and Greek theater as well as uh, silent film stuff. So. It, it's it, I've been taking this some of the stuff that some of the kids in class they 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 want to some of the kids who don't want to be on stage they they like you know can we do this you know instead as those alternative assignments I've been taking those and using those as my online learning uh, for my theater one kids so it's been I've been kind of scrambling to put that on I uh, my district took the first two days of the remote learning. So they put out their own sort of things for the kids to do. So our e-learning started today. Um, I don't know, I feel like we had to do this all like in a pinch. So I, I don't feel like I've put out the most high quality work at the moment. It feels like it's more enrichment, if anything. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm trying to like bide my time now so I can figure out how to transition back into sort of where we were before we left, but everything, I mean, I'm sure for you guys too, everything just sort of stopped so quickly. Um, you know, I have folders of stuff in my room that I can't get to right now, like scripts and resources that I kind of just have to figure out now on the fly. So it's a lot of improvisation um, and definitely not the quality that I want it to be. And I feel like I just don't have enough time to, to figure it out. Did your district give you guys like parameters or expectations on it? Cause we're not at the point yet. Like we, we're not supposed to supply anything yet. Um, so I'm just wondering if they gave you any like specific goals or expectations. The original date was only until May, uh, March 29th. Um, and it was, it wasn't super clear, um, but they just told us that we, we might be going longer. And if we do go longer then we need to start looking at like fuller units mm -hmm. the initial one was just sort of you know, get by and everything was was changing on an hourly basis too and that's what's so hard too because this situation is so fluid like we don't know you know my district we got out a few days last week leading into spring break and we're still on our spring break and we just got a call yesterday that you know we're staying out until april <laughs> third is our last, it's supposed to be our last day, but we don't know. And so we haven't um, gotten the call from the district yet about what we're doing with learning. Um, but I think what's so, what's so um, um, ominous is the right word about mm -hmm. it is it's just, it's just so fluid and we don't know how long we're going to be doing this. We don't know um, how we're going to be. I just don't, I don't think that the district know that they, no, they're all right. flying too. I, feel whole so country. Bad. I feel so bad for I would not want to be an admin right now goodness gracious know. that is above well, my pay grade <laughs> <laughs> well and that's what's hard is like we needed to um we needed to keep it simple and non-stressful for right now mm -hmm. to nothing that would be overburdened the parents too much yeah uh, and so you know I, I have five assignments I think and one is one of the five is optional um but basically it's for four weeks. I get them assignment a week for four weeks. And then one kind of goofy fun assignment, which is 
they could choose either a silent film or a garbage bag costume design. Like, so, um, you know, they just wanted us to kind of make sure we're not overwhelming the parents. And, and right now we're out until the April 10th. Hmm. Yeah, that, the thing that I'm struggling with as I'm, as I'm trying to figure out what to do is my second um, quarter of the fourth semester this time around is always production-based. So we just work the entire quarter to put up a production. So it's that, do I try to get them started on that so that in hopes that we come back, we can kind of pick up and do it? Or is that just completely scrapped and provide them kind of like an outlet or some kind of release from the world that is around them and have them make costumes out of garbage bags. And see, that's what I'm trying to figure out too, because my advanced theater class, our whole last quarter is also production-based. And that's what they look forward to the whole year, picking right. a script together. I just mm -hmm. got all the scripts delivered to my house over the oh, weekend no. to like read and uh, figure out what we're doing. But then for the rest of my classes, I mean, they're all starting, we're starting brand new. I want to shift back to the online learning because I, I know you all are creative and and intelligent and 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 are going to be doing some great things. I think right now everyone is just kind of in that. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone right now is just in a um, kind of in a state of triage right now is, is how my husband and I talked about it. Um, and what, like, like Joan, I, I, I joked about it on Facebook last night um, and I brought attention to it, but I, you're online blocking with the toys and you and your husband <laughs> blocking can't. out those scenes is, it brings me such joy, but I think it's your kids are watching it, aren't they? I mean, <laughs> it's gotten a positive response. Well, good. <laughs> um, and I told them, I said, look, hopefully this is, helpful at the very least you're going to get a really good laugh at uh what's happening here um and then today I emailed the cast and the parents and I was like okay like I want to set up a remind 101 account I want so I can keep you updated um I want to see if we can work out with my admins about virtual rehearsals or check-ins just to like keep hope alive and you know, if the opportunity presents itself where we can put on the show in some capacity, I would like us to be somewhat ready. Um, well, so what are some of those strategies the rest of you are doing? And Joan, if you have other things too, but like that are that are keeping innovative class going as well as rehearsals, but also because I'm finding with my students at the college level too, they're already their anxiety is totally induced right now because they're not near each other. They're not in class they're they're figuring out how to do this online stuff too when they signed up for an in-person class like an acting class a directing or a design mm -hmm. um, so what are some of the things you're doing to, to help with those things i i have a social media account i have an, a teacher instagram so i've been doing everything that we do to start class i've been doing daily posts about that so mondays we do a weekend check-in tuesday is trivia wednesday in that musical and every day i put something up and I said, this is what we, we do in class. Look, we're still in class. Here's, so I've been, and then I'm going to start incorporating those into my actual lessons as well. Um, just trying to do like as, as much as I can structure wise, if we were in person doing it virtually. So taking 10 minutes out of an online class to do a weekend check-in. Um, I found that they really missed those silly things that we do before class. 
and um, that's been helpful. And like, um, like Jeffrey said, I mean, just keeping it simple right now and not, not adding to the, the amount of stress that they already have is just keeping it light and, you know, small and in and out fun has been sort of my strategy. I, I've just started, I, I, I kind of have a mind shift with everything and was like, how am I going to do? And then it's like, but like, I, I don't view my classroom as like, I'm preparing people to become professionals in the world of theater. That's kind of like, I feel like that's like more of a high school mentality. I feel like that's like, if that happens, that's awesome. But it's kind of like we, what are the, what's the core essence of, of our class or the purpose of our class is collaboration and working together and having a safe space and understanding how we view the world and other people in the world and empathy and all of those mm -hmm. wonderful things. So I think as I have been thinking about it, thinking like, how can we continue those things? And I have an Instagram account as well. And today I just posted a quote and said like, if you need to message me, message me. And each day I'm going to provide something. So today was like, here's where you can stream musicals. And tomorrow it's going to be like, hey, this puppet company in Atlanta is streaming performances that you can watch. Oh, I saw you posting that today. Oh, I saw that too. I saw you posting that today. Yes. Yes. So like things like that, that like are coming up, just like, hey, if you just want to, instead of season three of Stranger Things again, watch this puppet show, like, you know the appreciation of theater and I mean like the celebrities you guys hear about the 24-hour monologue that they're doing in LA mm -hmm. right? like just, there's art being produced by a lot of people Debbie Allen did a dance class today like yep. just if you want to escape or whatever it is like that's I kind of think where my brain is has to kind of be at this point because I'm sure there's a lot of other people who I'm also homeschooling my children at the same time. So it's like, I'm looking for St. Patrick's Day four leaf clover things at the same time as <laughs> figuring out what, where the art is being produced virtually. And I am very much around the same vein in that I have to evaluate. Cause like I said, we haven't started online learning yet. I don't know when we will, we haven't gotten that mandate yet. Um, but I'm really trying to evaluate what's my role in all of this and what I need to do as the theater teacher and what's the most important thing for me to do right now. And um, I have my musical group online because we just had to break the news that the show was postponed. And so I was like, I'm just posting little silly things every day of like, like two hours ago, I just posted my 32nd high school musical handwashing challenge mm -hmm. of me singing like we're all in this together for 30 seconds and I was like post it like post yours <laughs> and then um yesterday it was the guy who uh the 567 Broadway guy on YouTube who does the cardio Broadway yeah. like combos I did the hairspray one and I was like post it post yours <laughs> and like two kids did it so far <laughs> um but like and also the check-in just like Joan of like hey we do celebrates and supports in class so what do you need to celebrate and what do you need to support because I just, right now, I know they're really just missing community, which yeah. is what I provide on the normal anyway, right? Is that community mm -hmm. with the kids. And so that's what I'm going to really focus on as we go on is what what is my role right now in this moment and what's the most important thing for me to focus on? I'm wanting to find, I'm trying, starting to find myself thinking that I want to make the stupid, annoying videos that they make all year. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, yeah, the Tulsi Cox stuff. Renegade, 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 renegade. I just, 
I want to, I'm finding myself wanting to do all these videos just to kind of have a little bit of fun and show them that, hey, yes, I know I've been serious all year, but now let's, you know, let's still keep it up, you know, the way we were doing it. Stuff. So I, uh, I, I had to convince my wife to start making weird videos with me. So that should be interesting. I, I, I wish the, the listeners could have just seen what I saw on my screen with all four of you just busting out in dance. That was that was pretty per- much perfection. So thank you. Um, Jeffrey, maybe you guys can do um, uh, you can have them the kids write deleted scenes. And then if they're really good, you and your wife can perform them yeah. for them. <laughs> my husband's an actor too. And so that's what we've been. We're like, Mine too. Yes! Oh Mine gosh. is not, but I want to have him do that. Do it, Marissa. Oh, yes. <laughs> Y'all, I was like, I'm never going to, I'm never going to marry someone like me. And then six years and a baby later. Oops. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess he's four. So he's not like baby, baby. Okay. Oh, you know. I have listened to your episode, right? You still have like an infant. Yeah, he's nine months now. Yeah. Oh, precious baby. Baby, baby. My baby's twenty-one. Oh, oh precious, adorable. <laughs> a different kind of bottle. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Marissa? I have a uh, three and a half year old who's um, more like my middle schoolers. Cool. Yes. And a seventeen and a seventeen month old who is just she is just like mastered. Um, Patty cake this week, man. Patty cake, patty cake. Mm. All that's happening. And then Jimmy, didn't you have an an Elsa from Frozen in your household, right? I do. Yes. And (laughs) let me, because I think I've told most of you, but most of you that my daughter would not let me help her um, Mm. with auditions and rehearsals, anything. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We talked about the fortress wall. Yes. Of of eighth grade had come up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That girl walked out on stage and was acting the crap out of that role like not only we knew she could sing and we knew she'd be a good actor if she tried but she we were all like who is that child like who is she (laughs) and she did so good we were so proud but yes i have a i have a 12 13 and 15 year old here i love you as a parent like i love the parents who come in and like we've never seen this this is amazing but like what we see we're like you have it okay like we've seen something completely different those are my favorite and then you have the parents who try to show you their kids youtube videos oh god (laughs) Which is so precious because they're so proud um, and lovely. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to, my kid, I think it's going to end up being an actor. I don't know, y'all. I don't know. As is mine. So we have, you know, we, we jokes. We have a schedule, right? So we're like the Brady school. So my husband's like, the Brady school of what? He was like, witchcraft and wizard. But she didn't, she doesn't know Harry Potter yet. Sure. And she's like, princesses. So we're like, okay, we're the Brady school of princesses. <laughs> and she presents herself in her PJs every day presenting Wonder Woman. Like, and she comes into the <laughs> I have no idea where she gets it from. Amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I want to hear, so we're, we're, we're all kind of like us in that triage place and it's just kind of this negative gray cloud that we're, we're trying to keep pushed back as best we can for our kids. I want to hear some of your favorite lessons or projects that you do that you love to teach. I do a Commedia dell'arte unit with all of my intro classes, uh, seventh grade and eighth grade, it is my favorite thing to teach. Um, we focus on five stock characters and we just go through, you know, their, their types, where you see examples of these people in modern day literature and movies. We talk about the movement and the walks and the posture. And then they start like improvising as doing improv scenes as these characters. Um, 
it's like it's the first time that I get to see them be free and like really create because this comes right after the the improv unit um but they just go wild on the commedia unit it's like I just laugh and laugh and laugh I think that's my favorite thing to teach for intro is commedia if you're not teaching commedia with your middle schoolers it's a blast I recommend it I just started I just started a new I I I piloted puppetry a puppetry unit with my um my theater two class. So they're my seventh graders who I had as sixth graders and last semester. And they're like, I, they will become my advanced class next year. It's that group of kids. And um, oh my gosh, they had so much fun because I did object puppetry. Um, <laughs> and it was all, our schedule changed. So all of us wound up with like a week and a half with nothing to do. We finished everything because our classes got longer. So I was like, I'm just going to put this together in a week and then give, get their feedback. And so I gave that we different types of puppets like puppeteering 101 type stuff. And then I was like, bring in a piece of garbage. And then they had the garbage and I was like, now you're gonna make it into someone. And it turned into a really great like character development lesson. They all had cool. backstories. They had, to, they had to have a character voice. They had to have movement. Um, everything that we talk about in all types of characters. But like, it was like this calm, meditative focus as they were building their puppets. Cause they were like, what is this gonna be? And I'm gonna put the eyes. And now one turned into a cocktail waitress cause she found a glove that had sequins on it. And she made a water bottle into the shape of a lady. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, it was, and the backstory was great. So then my advanced eighth graders like saw them in class. They're like, what the, what, what's happening over there? And I'm like, oh, I'm trying this out. So my advanced class in the spring, they get to pick their units of study and puppetry was like number one, that musical theater. We wanted, we want those two things. So they did it. And I, why had a student goes, this is the most fun I've ever had in all of my schooling. I was like, what? <laughs> they just were like, we get to play and we get to be kids and we're just using pipe cleaners and googly eyes. And I'm telling you the backstories, I had an abusive um, dad that had a belt and a beer bottle out of a, out of a Ziploc oh, bag. My God. Oh my God, careful. <laughs> then I had like a, 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 a professor who had like a mustache and um, like the, the side hair. Um, and then they started pairing up. So someone was like a gold digger and then they were on a date during the scene and they made like the little food puppets that oh they were God. eating. And they just went crazy <clears throat> with it. And they're like, this is the most fun. So that's fun because the thing they come up with, like I could never in a million years come up with it. And they loved it because it was like, we get to be kids. And um, I just snuck in character development as the lesson which they didn't nice. realize. One of my, my favorite things have been to, to do has been um, they, they enjoyed their pantomime unit this year. I had some really creative kids with their pantomime and um, doing their skits with that that we actually turned into the silent film project. Um, so we got to kind of mix film and theater and, and mime and pantomime all together. So that, that was a lot of fun for me uh, uh, teaching that. So. so I'm gonna give two, like an old standby that I always do and then something that I just tried this year that I'm like in love with. So my old standby, especially with my advanced class, is always Mr. Billy Shakes because me and him are tight, y'all. Me and Shakespeare. Um, oh, and I, I was like, <laughs> oh, TikToker, I don't know about. No, we're close, and so I call him Billy Shakes. Um, um, he my boo. Um, but I'm like this firm believer of like I only like kids get a bad taste in their mouth for Shakespeare because they have a bad first impression of him. But if you just play with it and play with the language, it'd be so much fun. Um, and I have that opportunity and responsibility to do that. So I give them a little taste of Romeo and Juliet before they read it in ninth grade. Um, so we like go out to the bus circle with foam swords 
and we ins- we have like an, a Shakespeare insult war. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then like we do the scene and I'm the prince and then I'm like, throw your distempered weapons to the ground. And then they do. And I'm like, see, you understood what I was saying there. And then, um, <clears throat> nice. so like where they came up with like a Montague chant and a Capulet chant. And then we go inside and we have like a freeze dance party for like the, the party part. And then for the balcony scene, we get the boys um, on the, like in the house and the girls on the stage and they start by performing love as an open door. Cause it's like the same concept. <laughs> like it's love the it. exact same concept. Oh. Right. And um, then we do the real thing. Um, and so just like getting to play with them and understanding that like the language is super fun and it's actually the birth of modern English. And he says what he means and there's no like hiding, like what they say is what they mean, which is really refreshing. Um, and then something I tried this year that was really fun is um, when we were devising like little plays for them to write, we did it in the form of MASH. Have you guys heard of this before? Like, like mansion at like- Yes, that yes, but you do it like the categories are protagonist, villain, sidekick, setting, um, oh. uh, like something random, I think, uh, prop, I can't even remember. But um, you make all these, um, and then they come up with all the, um, the objects in the category. And then you pick one kid and they do, you do the little swirl and then they say stop. And then whatever it lands on, once I count everything out, is what the whole class has to do, like mm. as their prompt. And it is the funniest That's thing funny. because it ended up, I think one was like, um, the protagonist was a princess and her sidekick was a rat and they lived in the dump. And um, the like inciting incident was, or the tragedy that happened was a balloon, a birthday balloon popped or like just random stuff. <laughs> and they just like, they had all had this prompt and they had to get in groups and write this show. And it was the funniest thing. But I mean, you can easily adapt that online. If you just have them submit to you. Oh, for sure. Put it up there and then everybody can, that's an awesome adaptation. That's great. Oh, that yeah. is such a good idea. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to take that. Oh, oh, that's so good. It's yours. <laughs> <laughs> PLC, teamwork. Hey, we did it. <laughs> How many classes do y'all teach? Because I teach six classes a day with that's five different question. classes. Mm. I, I teach five classes at four different levels because I'm an insane human being. <laughs> yes, I teach five different, I have five preps and six yeah. classes a day. And I'm like, I don't know. Jeffrey, how about you? Uh, five preps, one advanced. <sighs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah. My I have right the now easy load here. To do that too, so it's kind of weird. That's a lot. Joan, how about you? <laughs> my, my schedule got all sorts of wonky this year. I typically teach five different sections. Mm-hmm. Um, three different levels this year schedule got weird so I teach (laughs) I co-teach choir two periods a day Um, and then my theater classes are uh, seventh grade intro two different sections and then my eighth grade advanced so I have a light load this year um, Isn't that crazy that we consider that a light load? Right. And then you hear four mm-hmm. teachers who are like, I have like three preps. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know. Um, I know. Yeah. And I try to make it better by like, well, I'm technically not tested, but it doesn't make it better. <laughs> doesn't make it better for me. <laughs> All my subs are like, you have a busy day. I was like, are you really? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, busy. <laughs> 
well how, how let, let's talk about that then how how do you all balance um the the many multiple preps that you have i'm going to sit this one out i have nothing to contribute i have an easy load <laughs> someone else go but you've had you've had those I, loads I, before <laughs> i i try to i always i plan for my prep better than i plan for my advanced class my advanced class sometimes is uh is total improv on my part mm. you know, we do we do five shows five or six shows a year in that class and so it's sometimes it's moving from one show to the next and just talking about um you know what's next so it sticks with directing and the production aspect of it lighting and sound and costumes and they just stay on a it's pretty much like a six weeks production role almost so we are, are really quickly are your classes year-long or semester classes my uh, theater ones are semester. My advanced class is a year long, and this is only the second year I've had it a year long. Uh, they do work yeah. class, but I uh, was able to convince them to give me a year long advanced class because it's just so much better to have them all year. And uh, by that, I've started doing more shows, which is crazy. Um, but we we go in through the different uh, aspects of of the different shows and kind of. We do two regular shows, a radio show, then a dinner theater, then a real show, then a regular show as well. Um, so they kind of get to experience all the different gamuts of what types of theaters out there. And then we do contests as well. But then I plan for my theater ones and kind of just take them through a, a very, it's a seventh with a little bit of an eighth grade mix that I throw your generic basic theater understanding of it at. So it, it's, it can be a challenge at times because it's it's very basic for five periods of the day and then one period of the day I'm doing a full show. Crazy. That sounds crazy. <laughs> what about what about others of you about your uh, multiple preps? Um. So, I oh, Mercy, you want to go? You go. Oh, no, it's, you, it's, take it's, it. you take it. You take it. Oh, okay. I'm taking it. Um, <laughs> the uh, I, I, everything is unit. Well, so I structure it where um, the first quarter is uh, units, and so I kind of can get my bearings based on what unit I'm in. Um, I also I come from the world of elementary school, so I taught different things all day long. So for me, it's kind of my bread and butter. It wasn't as difficult. Um, and then at the, when we transition to the second one, each class is working towards a production. So that's second half of my semester is a lot easier because they're in production mode so it's not as as challenging mm -hmm. um but I got to create my curriculum so I think it, it makes sense in my brain um as you know as we scaffold we go into higher levels and we learn other things do you guys like that the, that uh meditation? <laughs> buzzwords I love, yeah, right. those were for your students those were for all the students <laughs> they know what scaffolding is um but um yeah I I I have lesson plans and I write things down. I don't know. That's how I keep it organized. Oh yeah. I have to write everything down. And I think at this point, you know, I've been doing it so long that I just kind of know like this is going to come next and this right. is going to come next, but yeah. something's got to give when you have that many. Um, and sometimes for me to be quite honest is grading. It's like, Oh. you did it you get a hundred like sometimes I'm like Oprah you know like you get a hundred you get a hundred because I just can't like something has got to realistically give um sometimes like we do I teach two sections of sixth grade and then a regular uh, nine-week route and those are nine-week and then seventh grade I have a nine-week rotation which is just general seventh grade 
and then a script writing class, which is my more advanced seventh grade class, but that's a semester. And then I have a regular eighth grade class that meets for a semester and then uh, a year long advanced class. Cause I agree with you guys is like, it's really nice to have that advanced year long class. And I had to yeah. fight for that one too. Yep. Um, and I also had to fight for like, not huge numbers in that class. How big because, is class? Um, my class, well, it started when my first few years, it started at like 30. And I was like, that's, I can't do that with an advanced class. And then mine's now 30, mine's 37 this year. Whoa, oh, I can't, girl, I can't. Oh, I had girl. 38 last year. And this year I was like, no, I can't. Ooh, I, oh. I, they don't, they, so our, I'm sorry to interrupt. I'll talk. Go, no, go, you, there no, it is, go. no, okay. no, so no, no, no. You take it. They were like, if you can have the numbers, then we'll give you the section. So I was like, great, 54 people want to take advanced class. And I had them, we have requirements and they had an application. I was like, great, two sections. They're like, nope, we can only give you one. Oh. So I cut it down to 37 this year because like my heart hurts and I don't want to turn away kids who like, like theater so much that they want to be there the whole year, you know? So I was like, okay, I'm just going to take, and then we have a kid, we have kids on stools. Like I don't even have enough seats. I was like, it's fine, we'll find it. <laughs> and then it's some of my like drama club kids who are like, this is my life. This mm -hmm. is my passion. Um, so like, how do you say no to that? But this coming year, we already have all the numbers and stuff. And I was like, I cannot take more than 34. I can't, I can't do it. So I'm- I have to 54. cap. Oh, go ahead, Jeffrey. I would say I had 53 last year. In, my in one class? class? In my advanced class. Are and you guys teaching in the, in the theater space or in a classroom, Jeffrey? I have a cafetorium. Oh, okay. At least, okay. So you have the space yeah. for these children. I was yeah. like, where and are you putting I, the children? And then <laughs> it, it went down to 34 this year and it's going to be capped off at 30 this coming year. But yeah, I'm, I'm like Marissa. I, had, I, I feel bad saying no because I got some talented kids, but I had to start doing a big old audition process. Mm. It's, uh, you know, every year it's, it's a major process that, you know, I, I had 75 kids audition for to be in the class and I had to cut it down to 30. So I'm like, oh, you know, tough. like, can I have two classes? Right. And so that, that's what I'm trying to get though too. But yeah. So sorry. no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I can't even like, I can't even keep over 37 in my musical. Like I can't, I, my mind's imploding right now. I can't <laughs> do it. And mostly because of the musical, because I just, my stage is so small. Like we have right. 24 feet of playing space. Like yeah. I can't fit any children on it, but 30, oh, 50, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I bring it out in the hives. <laughs> She's got the vapors with her accent. <laughs> know, right? Well, how, for, for those teachers out there who, who have those large classes like that, what are some strategies you can give them for, um, talking with their admin and their, and their, their guidance office as they're creating schedules like that. What I had ended up doing is I went to, uh, I, I checked out the other schools in my district and what they had. And, and I'm trying to grow my program to make it to, to get like a theater two class and another advanced class. So I went through our fine arts handbook to find out that our junior high classes do have a theater two uh, program and then which junior highs in our district have a theater two and uh, five of the seven of us have theater two courses and multiple advanced courses. So it's kind of going up and, and showing them the need for it, what other schools are doing, how they're doing it and how it's actually benefiting the students. And that's kind of where I kind of start focusing at, well, these other schools are doing it and this is how it's working and why it's working 
and this is how their numbers have been increasing and and, and kind of going from there and that's what's kind of been beneficial to me because i have a lot of fifth and sixth graders who don't have we don't start theater until seventh grade in my district mm -hmm. um so in sixth grade they may have a drama club but it's usually ran by the choir person uh if the choir person has the time and so you know i'm getting a lot of kids because we have i'm sure most of y'all heard like yt and uh, which Christian Youth Theater and National Youth Theater and things like that mm -hmm. are real big around our area as well. And so you have these fifth and sixth graders who have more experience now coming into seventh right. grade. So you kind of want to start getting them on stage and getting them more involved because honestly, you put them into a theater one class that even though they do need to learn the basics, they're going to be bored because they're more advanced than those kids in theater one. And the kids in theater one don't really want to be there sometimes because they're having to take it. Or so, sometimes they don't want to be there in theater too, or in yeah, theater exactly. three, mm -hmm. exactly. <laughs> So it's just kind of trying to, to find a way to get more kids into the program and showing them how it's going to benefit the kids as they come through there to keep them happier in school. I'm going to excuse myself to just check on the baby real fast. I'm so sorry. No, please do. Right back. <laughs> well, Marissa, Meredith, what, do you have any advice for how to deal with admin when it comes to your numbers and, and needing more classes? Um, invite them to come sit in on a class. Mm. Like say, hey, or especially if they come observe you, um, hey, come watch this class because that's the best way. I mean, you can talk and talk and talk about what you need and your resources and like, hey, this really doesn't work with this amount of kids. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, most of the time, admin aren't theater-minded, and they don't, you know, they may trust your opinion, but, you know, they don't know what goes on in a theater classroom, or that, like, you need to make circles a lot, and you need to, you know, how individualized it is, and how everything's, you know, everything is just different in a theater classroom, and so I just invite mine in. I'm like, hey, we have an open classroom. Come whenever you want, and then they can see for themselves. Yeah, I have, a, I am blessed with a ridiculously supportive administration and um, have, I'm in your, in my seventh year at the school and um, have built the program. And I have like the problem of too many kids want to take the class mm -hmm. and there's not enough space for it, which again, I know it's, it's a problem that I am blessed to have. Um, but I just, sometimes we just lose. Like, I wish I like yeah. didn't have to be Debbie Downer. Like it's more important that they're in their geometry class and that, that you know, I, they, some of them have semester long classes, but the year long classes take precedent. They're taking high school level Spanish mm -hmm. that like, it just sometimes doesn't work. So um, they're super supportive as best as they can. Mm -hmm. um, but same thing you said, Meredith, like invite them in. Like, I'm like, you guys gotta come see this. Or I have almost every performance of our like productions um, are admin there. So they see, they see the community outreach, they see all of those things, but numbers just don't, work our school is huge we have like 1200 kids in our school we so, do, we have 14 yeah so like yeah, they're 1400 you gotta well where are you, gonna put them? you also have to pick your battles True. with admin too it's like you know there are some things you're gonna really 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 want and i think if you choose your battles and you're flexible on some things and um work with them that they're more likely when you bring something huge to the table and you're like i really want this to give it to you because i also have a really supportive admin team who's just like awesome and trust me and whatever but i definitely do still have to choose my battles 
That's true. Because I'm not, I will never not take a kid. And if I go to the <laughs> admin and go, this kid needs to be removed from my class, they're going to remove the kid from my class. Because I never, that's like, this is a safety issue. This is a, this is a huge conflict. Mm. Um, but like, I'll, I'll take 38 of them. What are, you all mentioned it earlier, and Marissa, this was one of your ideas when you initially wrote me about doing this. Um, what are some of your approaches for dealing with those students who did not pick your class? Student motivation, like just student, just motivate so, them. Like, what I, I always tell them, and you know, like we've been around the block, you know, you know the kids who walk in mm-hmm. day, probably by day two that they did not choose it. Um, I always tell on day one, I'm like, you got to give me a week. Just give me a week before you put a schedule change in. And if you can give that week to me with an open mind, then you can do the schedule change. And I know I don't have a problem with it, mainly because I do a lot of fun stuff in my first week of the semester. So like, I, I, I know I can hook them that way. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. <laughs> I asked them. I, I always. Like, yeah. Oh, ahead, sorry, John. No, you're good. Go ahead. I just saying, I always tell them, just, you, know, you know, just try, just give it a shot, just try. You know, just all you gotta do is try, try to do a couple things with me. Do give it a hundred percent, but just try it. And it, you know, you, you you may not still still not like it, but at least you'll be having fun in the class. You know, at least just give it a shot. You know, I had I had one person the first day of school. They uh they the first day of the last of the semester they they basically told me nope I'm not doing it and they sat down and would not do it. Like I just need your effort just one time, and I convinced them to try, and they're actually going to be in my advanced class next year. Hey! They started. They're like, this is actually kind of fun. I'm like, I know it is kind of fun, huh? <laughs> Weird. Imagine <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just kind of cool, but yeah. That's amazing. Um, I asked them on the first day. Uh, like, all right. Uh, raise your hand if you had a sibling in my class last year or a cousin and they told you about this class and I'm like okay cool raise your hand if this was your first pick they raise your hands like raise your hand if you were put here very much against your will and you're miserable right now and then the hands go up and I'm like okay awesome <laughs> and then I'll reassure them I'll say you know I understand it's frustrating to not get your first pick um that I promise you I'm not going to try and shove like Broadway, Broadway, Broadway down your throat. Like, I'm going to mix it up. I'm going to keep it fun. We're going to do things that you can excel at, even if you have no theater experience. I promise you. And that usually, usually works. They're always like, okay, like they sort of relax. If I just acknowledge that I see that you don't want to be here, I know that feels crappy and I'm going to work with you. I do that in the survey form. Like, they come in and they fill out. What nice. do you think the class is going to be like? All of that so that they can be a little bit truthful because I don't know their names, so I can't judge them at first. There you go. <laughs> uh, sometimes I try to figure out a little bit more about that kid and um, give them um, the expertise on a project or like do a project that I know they're going to be really good at and nail. And that way they have a little bit more ownership of it and they feel a little bit more like, you know, I can do this. Um, but I have similar things to you guys too, in that, you know, I have kids who don't want to do it at all. And then I'm like, okay, you want to sit out? That's what I do. And I teach my six-year-olds in the summers. I'm like, fine, <laughs> if you don't want to just sit out. And then they eventually like start edging back because they want to like participate. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, okay, fine. And then, you know, I'll talk with them after class. I'm like, hey, just like you guys, I need your effort. Like this class, if you just try, just try. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and just telling them up front, 
you know, I grade based on your individual growth. And if I'm not comparing you to everyone else, and if you just grow for me, and if you just try mm. and you give your effort, then, um, then that's all I ask for. And I try to win them over with my sparkly personality. <laughs> <laughs> I think also this age specifically, like are really appreciative of truth and honesty. Yes. yes. And I think so much of the other class, like the teachers that are teaching, like, you know, math science core mm-hmm. subjects, like speak down to them or uh, you know there's there's an authoritative type deal and like I find I'm most successful when I'm like guys I'm gonna be honest I've never tried this before tell me how it goes or like hey guess what this is literally the worst time in your entire life like I'm aware it sucks Mm -hmm. you're aware it sucks and they're like oh wait it's everybody feels that it sucks okay cool like just being super transparent with them it's probably I I have never taught high school theater so I can't imagine it's the same there but I think with the middle schoolers just somebody going like I don't know what I'm doing and I mess up sometimes get is the door open to let them play in your class also can we talk about how actually remarkably easy it is to win over a middle school child (laughs) like you just have to be like I just like crack a joke and they're like you're so funny and nice thanks I'm like that's all it takes okay (laughs) Or, or the dumb TikTok dances we were doing. Oh, yeah. Although I'm finding like as I'm getting head. as I'm getting older, it, yeah. I did I did have my student teachers come in and they were like connecting to them on a whole new level, and I'm like, <laughs> oh dang it, <laughs> I can't relate to that anymore. Yeah, if you're just like quick and witty and you like burn one, they're like, oh, she oh, caught yeah, you. Yeah. Or if I can like like sink a shot in the in the trash can, and they're like, oh, I'm like. There you go, guys. <laughs> uh, what about those uh, those um, testy parents and and admin? How do you work on those relationships with them? And and if you've had a negative experience, how how did you deal with that? I literally just had a negative experience with a parent. Would you like to hear the story? Please. <laughs> I sent the email out that we're gonna most likely postpone the musical and here's what we're thinking. And if we can, this is, we'll let you know all of those things, please use Google classroom and the music practice, music tracks, look over the choreography videos, all that. And I got a parent back that was like, um, an email back that said, um, it is ridiculous that you are giving these kids false hope. We are trying to get used to our new normal and we want to be removed from this type of email and do not want to dangle this in front of her. Uh huh. Oh, okay. So I like sent it to my teammates, and I like I, I feel like at this point in my career, this is year fourteen teaching altogether. I just like okay, mm-hmm, and I hear you. Thank you very much, and move on. It, to be honest, it took me about twenty minutes, and I was like, it just stung me. I was like, I I want to say all of the things and do all the things, but in the end, they're the parent. I'm the teacher. Mm. I can only do so much. I can provide things. Um, sometimes it's not worth the back and forth. Sometimes it's just worth forwarding it to CCing your admin on it and go, this is how I'm going to respond. Is that cool? And they go, yep, great. And if mine is great and they go, if there's any more problems, I will take care of it. And they go, cool. Thanks. But I think it's, especially for new teachers, especially for young teachers, it's hard to not take it personally. It's really, really hard. Um, and I think once we can get to that point where we're like, they spoke their piece. I'm hearing what you're saying. We're in different corners. Hopefully we're all looking out for the best of the kid. That's not always the case, but I'm just going to accept that and move on with my day. I know it's easier said than done for some. 
I mean, I would lose sleep over it all the time. I mean, a couple of years ago, I can't tell any specific stories, but I mean, there are, there are, you know, emails and, and calls where I would just lose sleep and cry and cry and cry. Um, because I did take it so personally. And now I have to, if I am writing, usually I CC it just like you to my mm-hmm. admin and I'm, or I get my admin involved immediately. Cause I'm like, I just, I'm just going to CC you. So you know that this is happening. Um, or like if I have to type, if I'm typing a lot, like over a paragraph, <laughs> then I'm just going to call the parent. I'm just going to call them and just say, and it, I hate, I hate phone conversations and I'm not going to call for my personal cell phone, mm-hmm. but like, I'm just going to have to call them, um, and talk to them. So we don't, you know, like things aren't being misconstrued over email. Um, and that's super hard for me, but I'm like, this is just the best thing for me personally. And, um, <clears throat> to all the parents out there, I've been waiting to say this for a while. Oh. Um, She's standing up, just, guys. You can't see it. She's like, just yeah. stood up. up. Yeah. Like, like, can we just assume that what teachers do are with good intentions? Like, you know, like we yeah. make mistakes. We're going to make mistakes. We're like little children are listening to us talk all day. I mean, how many times do you talk and you misspeak or whatever? Like, you're going to say something. You're going to make a mistake. Somebody's going to be offended. Most of the time we're doing it with good, no, I think, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but I always have good intentions. Sometimes I just mess up. <laughs> oh, okay, good. I got that off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> well said, well said. I, uh, I came from, you know, this is my eighth year of teaching and I was in banking and retail management. So I- Similar, similar. The, the, the whole parents yelling at me, getting kicked off of me about something I've, I've had worse, so I really don't care. So it doesn't really, it, it kind of bounces off me sometimes. Um, the one that got to me that was kind of recent that I had to deal with was basically a kid telling me that their their performance in an outside of school theater production was more important than mine, mm. even though it was going up the weekend before. And I was needing them there and the parents were like, well, cool production and I'm in my head I'm wanting to say many expletives and cry them out about this is just school production and even when I hung grades over it 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 wasn't anything I could do I finally just said then they, they need to make a choice they can quit my show and let down everybody that they were with every day at school for the rest of the semester and they'll, the people will know about it and they can feel guilty for it the rest of the semester and they'll fail or they can go do this show and or, or they can quit that show and not let down the people they've been working with the whole year for this one show. So I said, it's up to you on how you want your kid to do this or not. I said, I have no control. And uh, they ended up showing up at my show, which was good because they were my witch and I needed them, but I had a backup. And uh, it's just one of those things to where I've gotten to the point to where now I'll listen to you because a lot of times when the parents gripe and all they want is someone to listen to. Mm-hmm. They got, they're frustrated, they need to listen, they need someone to listen to them and someone to understand. So that's kind of one of the things I take back from whenever I was in retail and business 
it's I listen and then I reiterate the fine points that they just said. I'm like, okay, so if I'm hearing this correctly, you're mad because of this, 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 and this, and this. Yes. Okay. I got you. But, and that's kind of how I, I try to handle it. But I, I don't, I, I don't really try to take it personal because I know how I've been whenever my son, when he was a freshman in high school and the band director said something, I, I was that annoying parent who went up and confronted the teacher. And, uh, you know, afterwards I'm like, great. I work in the same district as that teacher. That was stupid. <laughs> and so, but I try to, I try to just kind of put my, try to keep my feelings out of it and just say, this is be plain and simple and honest and upfront and this is the way it's going to be. Again, there's nothing I can do about it, and just kind of go from there. I think it also works because all of us are parents and at different stages of parenthood. And I taught for many years before I was a parent, and I think that shifts drastically, um, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, and Joan, you're a new Joan. Parent. You're the newest parent. You're yeah. the newest. Yeah. And I think that it. Uh, I, I, I think as I started teaching at 22. So again, I would have taken it personally and it's hard. And for when you start out and you don't understand why these crazy parents are doing this and believing their kid, and then you kind of become a parent, the shift happens. So I think all of your young listeners just become parents. That's the advice that I'm giving you. <laughs> and, I hate it. and I hate it that it's like that, you know, of like, you don't I, know. I've, I've found that when I put in emails as a parent myself, I understand, you know, mm-hmm. when I pull the parent card too, it softens us a little bit. And I feel like it shouldn't have to do that because I feel like we have this like magical leg up from people who don't <laughs> have kids. Um, but it helps a lot because I guess they see that we also understand what it's like to have a kid and, you know, I don't, I don't know, but it's helped a lot in my, I'll just be like, as a parent myself, I understand <laughs> that this is the blah, blah, blah. Um, yep. Or that like, if a kid is really frustrating me, I'm like, somebody loves you as much as I love my child. <laughs> <laughs> and I get it now. <laughs> Don't have you seen a shift already? You have a nine month old, but can you? Yeah, no, this was, this was, this is my fifth year, uh, sixth year teaching overall, fifth year in my, my school. This was the first year that I didn't cry or take um, parent interactions personally. Um, and I, I think it goes hand in hand with having a kid. I don't know if it, it just gave me this attitude, like I can handle anything, I had a baby. Um, or if it was just like, I get it now. Or if it was just like year six, I'm confident in who I am as a teacher. Like I, I know that I make fair choices. I know that I treat people well and with with respect like I, I don't think that I had that confidence before and whether the confidence came from having the kid or year six I don't know but um I did have a parent very very nice parent who wanted to to come in and talk about um a decision that that her lovely child made um who I had, I had just met at callbacks and I really really liked the kid and then um she was like torn between if she wanted to do a sport or the show and yada 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 and then the her mom just wanted to come in and just sort of um, meet face to face and just understand the process because she wasn't like she didn't understand that the theater process was like her first audition that her kid had ever gone on and even just like a year ago I would have seen that email like I want to meet face to face and like been sick all weekend 
and this was the first year I got the email and I was like, great, see you Monday. But I don't know if that just comes with, with time or just understanding what she wanted as a parent. Um, and Jimmy, you probably struggle with like your students too. They're like, how do I do this? And it's like, grow up. <laughs> Get yes. some life, right like how do you yes. it's hard well do you because I struggle too and I'm sure you guys as well with parents who are so well-intentioned and beautiful and lovely humans but they just don't understand the casting process and not right. many people do you know so you no, why would they for not under right unless you're like in our shoes sure and you know how the casting process works um and then even then it's like wait I know that how this works blah blah, blah. um but what have you guys, how do you guys explain casting to parents? I have a, uh, I have a, a sheet, which I can actually send to you guys. It's actually, uh, I put it in my, my, my handbook that um, explains how, how I cast, why I cast, and everything that goes into casting. I think I got it from somewhere online some point, at some point, but it, you know, I let them, I just tell them, look, you know, I, I, I explained, I explained it simple as anything else is there's more to it that goes in casting. You may look right for the part, but that doesn't mean I'm going to cast you. You may do the part right. But if, if you're a six foot one eighth grader and your love interest is a five foot four boy, I'm sorry, you're not going to get the lead role. Thank Why you. not? That's hysterical. Play Thank into you. that. <laughs> And then I have that parent. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but it, it's one of those things where it, it, it's, you know, just I try to level it out and kind of, I, I'm just, I'm really honest and blunt when it comes to what I do and how I do things. Um, but I have, I, I put it out there the, the first day of school. This is how I cast this, how I'm going to cast. It doesn't mean you're not the right for the part. Okay, it, it, it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the, the way the story is being told and if it actually makes the story flow and everything works together. Because there's sometimes that it's not, it's just not going to work. So I, you, I, yeah, sorry, sorry. No, go ahead. I, was, I always explain it's like a puzzle piece. Like there's so many things puzzle. that go in and you're just puzzle piecing it together. Mm -hmm. And for parents who have the experience in the theater, I'm always like, this is, but this is educational theater. So somebody may or may not get a part. It has nothing to do with they were the most talented, but we're looking at a lot of other factors of dynamics of the group, mm -hmm. of giving kids access to things that they may not have had access to before. Um, I've had students who got leads and then they were real jerks during the production. And then the next year when they got cast in the ensemble and they said, what did I do wrong? I said, well, were you being rude during callbacks? Did you be a good team member during last year's production? And then they're like, oh, oops. So like, there's a lot, there's so, you guys know. Um, so I explained the puzzle piece and I also do a directing unit with my eighth graders and a, a, a part of it is casting where they have to cast their peers and they uh -huh. immediately they're like, oh, okay, this is not what I thought it was. So when they get it, I never have problems from those parents because those kids are like, no, 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 no. It's not nearly. And they don't want to cast their friend, but they want to cast their friend. Like when they, they get to be in those shoes or like when I'm my younger students, I have an assistant director who helps cast it. They're like, wait, what? Mm. But we don't have enough boys. So what are we going to do for this part? I'm like, uh, what are we going to do? And this is, this is something that there's so much beyond casting that we are trying to teach these kids like there are so many other things here it's like 
you know, being a good team player, not with the intention of working your way up the ladder, but just be a nice person so that people want to hire you and cast you. Or like what Jeffrey was saying before, like you made a commitment, honor the commitment, honor the, the people that you're doing this project with. You know, those things have nothing to do with casting, but everything to do with like basic human being a cool human. Um, <laughs> And it is educational theater. So when we are sticklers for things like that and we are sticklers for behavior or punctuality or, you know. Responsibility, behavior, yeah. We're, we're trying to teach the bigger things. Yeah. Oh yeah, and like, just because you're an eighth grader doesn't mean I'm, you're, you're gonna get this part. Or just because you got yeah. a big part doesn't yeah. mean, <clears throat> doesn't mean next part. year, doesn't mean next year, like you always have to come in and audition and who's right for the part is right for the part. Like, that's always my mantra. It's like, if you're right for the part, you're right for the part. That's it. And not everyone is right for every part. No. And that's so, and that's so hard for professionals to understand, let alone, you know, 12, 13, 14 year old kids. I know. You know, I, I always try to give the example sometimes because, you know, there's been times where I haven't got cast where I thought, you know, as an adult. Yep. You know, and um, I still try to act every now and then just to kind of keep my chops up. But, you know, they're like, so, doesn't it make you mad you get cast for that one part? I'm like, actually no, because honestly, I don't, I, just, I don't fit that part. I fit, I'm, I, I know, I, I know where I belong in the chain of of actors. Sometimes, you know, it's like I'm like, I don't really care if I'm the lead character. It, sometimes I don't fit. I sometimes I'd rather be the secondary character because you get to play with it more. You get to have a little bit more fun. And that's and, something that, that parents don't understand is that like the lead is not the best role. The lead is not the most important role. The lead isn't always the most fun role. I'm like ensemble, come on, man. You guys get to create your own character, but. Um, <laughs> right, who wants to be Laurie when you can be Ado Annie? That's why right? I don't know. 100% <laughs> better. And yeah, Anjanu is boring. <laughs> or Kim when you can be Ursula on, in Bye Bye Birdie, right? Oh, I was like, be like oh, the weird. <laughs> Okay, sidebar, I did, when I did Birdie, everybody wanted to be Kim. Everybody came out for Kim. And then it wasn't until like two weeks in when we got cast that goes, wait, Rosie is definitely the better part than Kim. I was like, absolutely it is. Yes, yes. I'm the resident like ingenue here and I did play Kim when I was 16. And yes, I did want to play Rosie. Right? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, how lovely to be a woman, right? <laughs> That's Never want to play other one of them. Like oh, come on, Jeff. <laughs> It'll happen. Don't worry, buddy. I, know, I, have to tell that. I want to be LeFou. <laughs> yeah. That'd be so fun. Yeah. I know I have all these guy roles I want to play and I just have to tell the kids like, you know, I can't like, and it's different too because of like educational theater or um, like when I was in high school, I always played the old lady. Same. And uh, my director who's the reason that I'm teaching now was like, oh, it's just cause you're the most versatile. I was like, and now that I'm like, you know, teaching, I'm like, nah, it's just cause I look older than everybody else. <laughs> Can I ask um, a question in, in regards to that? Cause it's 2020 and I'm, so there's some issues that are, are creeping up to us on mine and that's probably on yours mm -hmm. is um, gender and gender identity and gender, all of that. And in fact, I had such a proud moment with my cast for doing Adam's Family and Wednesday has the line like you know, Pugsley says will you still torture me and Wednesday says yeah until you find a girl of your own and my cast was like that's not it should be a person of your own can we change it and I was like <laughs> oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. right 
like exactly or we've had you know i have a female who's playing lurch and it's a it's a non-binary character like it's not male or female they we decided as when she was doing her character work that she's like i'm just going to be non-binary and we will refer to to lurch as they as we continue on in it um but i was just wondering how you guys are dealing with that because like when i was in middle school back in the 90s um (laughs) girls played boy parts because there weren't enough boys Sure. And I feel like that's not why girls are playing boy parts and vice versa anymore. So do you guys have any experience or insight to that? Yeah. A couple of years ago, I was directing James of the Giant Peach at my school and I had, oh, so good. I know I did it three years ago. I love it. That's a good piece. And uh, I had a a student that um, in seventh grade identified as female and in eighth grade um, uh, was gender fluid, gender fluid. And um, auditions came around and I was like, I just have some questions. And we, you know, I asked, you know, where are you at with like costuming, like vocal wise, where are you comfortable singing? Like what should I, can I call you back for if, if that was, if that comes up and um, they're like incredibly open and and honest. And they were like, vocally, I, I feel comfortable singing, you know, soprano roles because that's what I've you know done my entire life and you know it's the theater and it's a costume so I'll play whatever part I I need to play um and I was like cool and then um they wound up playing uh Aunt Spiker because they were just like right the best person for the role um so yeah it was interesting because their take on it was you know I'm playing a character so it doesn't it doesn't matter because it's theater and you can be at anybody you want to be in theater. And I was like, that's because that, yeah, that's how I approach point. it too. Cause yeah. I have students who like pick a monologue that's for a boy and then it's a girl and like, can I change it? I was like, no, but play the boy yeah. or don't pick the monologue. My district is a, is an elementary district. We're a K eight district and there's policies cause we travel to Disneyland. That's where the eighth grade performing arts team goes. And I had a, in the boys room with the boys and the girls room with the girls. And I had a student who was a boy and was not comfortable rooming with other boys. Understandably so. And I was like, okay, go, I have to go to my principal cause I don't know. He's like, I really just prefer to room with girls. And I was like, I, I get that hundred percent. I just need to see if we can. And it was one of the first times our district had to deal with it. At the high school district, it happens a lot. But I think that where we are now is that students are exploring or understanding their sexual orientation or ident- our identity at the middle school level. And I feel like parents aren't necessarily ready for that. Um, and it came down to our principal talked to district and they said, all of this, the, his parents and all of the female parents have to be okay with it and get the consent. And as soon as I said, we have to talk to your parents about it, he went, no, I'll room with boys. Mm. And Cause I'm like that in your time, your choice, I'm not gonna force you to do anything. But I think it's a reality that middle school wasn't dealing with as much nowadays. I don't know, Meredith, yeah. do you have any experience with it or not really? Um, not yet. Okay. Not yet. Um, I hope I'm ready when the time comes and to provide that space for that child mm-hmm. um, and cr- and provide that safe space for that child. Um, but no, not yet. <clears throat> Interesting. I know. We've had, um, I've had several in, in, my, in my classes, which has been, I don't know, fine for me. I don't really, you know, it's, it's never been an issue. Um, 
as far as uh, as far as that been for my if from my kids or anything like that to where they it's yeah it's just been a non-issue the the one kid that i have this year that finally got permission from dad to go ahead and and um i guess uh acknowledge that she was a he mm. that once we got that permission you know everything's been fine and before that it was it was just trying to make the kid happy because i didn't want to put the kid off by going against what they didn't want me to be called so basically i would call them by their last name mm. kind of like a coach would mm-hmm. instead of calling by their first name until and as soon as dad said okay we're okay with this then you know i started calling them by the name they wanted to be called by because i was like you know i'm i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be the one that hurts this kid trying to come out and, and feel comfortable because they are because especially with theater i want them to definitely be comfortable in my classroom and be comfortable, you know, just in who they are. Because as one of you said earlier, you know, this is at this age, that's one of our main jobs is we wanted to help you get comfortable with who you are and who you're going to be and kind of help set you up for success in the future. Because it's not about being the best actor. It's about being the best you going forward. Mm-hmm. And how can we mold that to be you being the best you going forward? And that is, taking everything that you seem like that you feel in yourself is, is a bad quality and showing you how that it's not a bad quality. It's just a different quality. And let's take those and let's build on it and let's make it what you think is a bad quality, a, a great quality. And what you think is a great quality an amazing quality. Mm. Just, just, just help you go forward because I, I'm not there as a person to judge. You know, that's not my job. And my job is to encourage uh, creativity and self-awareness. Our job as teachers, and I firmly believe our number one job, especially as theater teachers, is is to create a loving space where every child feels supported and loved and valued for 100% who they are. Mm -hmm. That's our job. Yeah. our number one first job. It should always be that. Yeah. I had a former student um, who's, I think she's finishing up college now. Uh, but she tweeted out the other day. Uh, it was a picture of my old classroom. And, and she said, every now and then the smell of C100 pops up. And she said, and it only makes me think of wonderful times where I was happy and I felt loved and I felt safe. Oh, and I was like, Jimmy, that's I so win. wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yep. Well, was, all right, I'm done. I'm good. I yep, done my I'm job. good. I did my <laughs> job. <laughs> I'm retire now. Well, it's funny. Amazing. I had a I had a student come back, and he, he was a freshman, and he came back, and I always, always, and partially, it's kind of a joke, but it's serious. I whenever kids come back to see our shows, I'm like, welcome home. Like, you know, this is this is home. And he just started crying, and he's like, I have no idea why I'm crying. I was like, it's okay. He goes, I just didn't realize how much this meant to me until I wasn't there. (laughs) Now I'm crying. (laughs) Well, we are nearing the end of our time, but I want to ask my two questions that I ask all the time. Um, 
some of you like Meredith, I know I just talked to you like a few days ago, but rack your brain here. Okay. You've got a, you got a couple people before we get to you. Um, but what's a resource that you're using or Jeff, if you want to plug yours during this time, you can certainly do that because you provide, you're providing a wonderful opportunity for teachers right now. Um, but what's a resource you're currently using that we need to know about? Um, Marissa. Um, so with the distance learning, I'm not sure if you are all, all aware, there's actually a Facebook group that is created for theater teachers and they're sharing all of their stuff. Um, and some are posting videos, like daily videos of stuff that there's, they're doing. And I've been like scouring that and like saving things that way. So in the, in the time that we're in, find, I, I don't remember what it's called. Does anyone know what it is? It's like theater your teacher resource online resource like um, yeah distance something like that online. yeah something along those lines but something's got COVID-19 in the title maybe <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I don't know, um, but if you, that it seems like it's going to be my biggest resource um, for the unforeseeable future, I guess. But definitely check that out. Thank it's you. Theater education, distance learning. Theater education. Distance. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. All right, Joan. Um, I second that. I second the. I think it. This whole thing started in like the high school theater directors. Facebook group and then somebody made the the spin-off group that we just mentioned um that and teachers pay teachers um they have a lot of things that are already sort of put into like a google document form and and a lot of things are on sale right now or free mm -hmm. right now shout out to Jessly Harms my uh my old classmate from Emerson she's got an amazing page on teachers pay teachers and it's all these workbooks and there's like no prep needed you just take the workbook you can scan it into whatever your software is on course or whatever. And like, boom, there's your lesson. That's been a lifesaver. Teachers pay teachers and the Facebook groups are awesome. mine. Awesome. Jeffrey. Uh, virtual theater is definitely for one yes. thing. I would definitely use that. Um, um, I'm doing that for teachers for free right now. Uh, it's something to use online. Um, all you gotta do is go in there and sign up for the free teacher online one and uh, go in there. Uh, donations accepted, but not mandatory. And then, you know, the, the Facebook groups, I, I definitely recommend Teachers Pay Teachers, uh, Drama Teacher Network, uh, Drama Teacher Academy, I'm sorry, um, anything by Theater Paul, things like that, that was, that, those are, those are a godsend to me. Um, but um, there, and I think Broadway HD is streaming, <clears throat> I read something right earlier, <clears throat> sorry, Broadway HD is uh, allowing streaming of all, all the musicals right now. Uh, for yep. free. And then uh, I know voodoo.com um, is actually a, a video website that, that you can get in a Shrek the Musical, The Greatest Showman, mm -hmm. Newsies, oh. all that stuff on there. Newsies is on Disney Plus too. Oh, yeah. Like the stage, the Jeremy Jordan version. Yes. Yeah. You can I just have to be careful because there are some words in it. Um, uh, I, okay. So, I said Drama Teacher Academy as well in my episode, um, which I love. Um, I found this really awesome, which I guess is not gonna help me with uh, distance learning, but on Teachers Pay Teachers, and I can't even remember who posted it, it was so good. I found this great murder mystery. Well, it's an injury mystery, cause like middle school, sure. but um, <laughs> like I used it with like, as my improv final and it was like the best thing and like the most thought out murder mystery or injury mystery ever and the kids love it i'll have to i'll have to find it and then like tell y'all who who it was because she was brilliant um and then 
I'm just gonna forth what you guys say. Like the Facebook groups right now are just are just the best. They're popping. They're popping. Oh yes, and also Jeffrey Hero to all. Yes. And uh, <laughs> um, and also Nashville Children's Theater is posting. Um, and these are they're posting for all ages, but they're posting videos of um of one of their education people, Miss Jackie, doing all of these fun theater oh, things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't just say it because I teach for them as well, but, <laughs> um, but they're, uh, they're posting like interactive stuff online and the videos of actually doing the activities, uh, which might be helpful if we're trying to show ki- kids like how to play something and mm-hmm. we're like, just watch this video. Also, I don't know if it's ever been mentioned on the show, Jimmy, but Drama Notebook is a really good yes. scene. Oh, yes. um, they have good really, scenes. It's really geared towards like a little bit more elementary. Like mm-hmm. I, I, my sixth, it's really good for sixth grade stuff. Uh, older stuff, not as much. Mm-hmm. Drama Notebook, um, is, it's subscription based um, and they have some great stuff. They actually do a monologue competition every year and then they post all of the, like kids submit original ones and then they post them. So I actually print those out and have my eighth grade, my sixth graders, sorry, use them as well. Hey guys, I just got an email from my district about outlining plans for distance learning. Oh, great. oh no! <laughs> oh yes! It just popped up. I was like, "Uh oh!" <laughs> welcome. welcome, welcome to the club. <laughs> I'll be there soon, guys. I'm sure. I'm really okay. good at that now. If you want scenes and monologues, is Donzalitis.com. Love Don. Oh yes. Oh yeah, yeah. His plays are real fun. Donzalitis: Ten Ways to Survive the Zombie Apocalypse. Heck yeah! And, and like a whole like, bunch of other stuff. He's super great because he'll like contact you. Like you can have contact with him. He'll yes. like Skype in. Like he's like. And really he's been really active on the group too, which has been yeah. really lovely. Yeah. yeah. These are awesome. This is a great list that I'll put out there um, pretty soon. Um, my final question, um, words of wisdom right now. Marissa? Oh, I have to go first? Oh, we can I go somewhere else. I went first last time. Oh, uh, Meredith. <laughs> um, uh, keep it simple, keep it fun, and go with the flow right now. Just awesome. Keep your head above water, y'all. We Good can deal. do it. Thank you. Jeffrey. Um, I'm going to go with what I was singing yesterday to annoy my wife. Um, don't worry. <laughs> Joan? Keep it who? Keep it light. Uh, do what you do best and keep good vibes. Good. Make, yeah. There you go. <laughs> and marissa um i'm gonna say um let's do everything we can to support the kids because that's what we're there for um and shakespeare wrote king play uh, king lear during the plague sure did so, billy shakes billy shakes billy shakes, billy shakes. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag bay now you know now you know i've been teaching middle school too <laughs> Well, thank you for so much for for joining me. This was this is fun. I enjoyed this. Um, I would welcome your feedback, like off air, um, if you want to email me. Hey, think about this for next time because I, I I think this is a really cool thing. And uh, Marissa, thank you for suggesting it. Thanks for letting us play. It was really nice meeting yeah, all of you guys too. Yeah, yeah. Facebook friend, all of you. Yay! Yeah, I gotta find you guys. <laughs> all the best to all four of you. And if you need anything, please do not hesitate. Thank you, Jimmy. Out. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Stay well. You too. All right, bye. 
Well, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed gathering those four teachers together and just talking about everything that came up and and just being there for one another. So we get isolated in our own classroom sometimes. We shut that door or we get locked in the theater and it's just us and our kids and sometimes we feel alone. So here's a PLC for you. I, this is going to become a, a regular feature that I hope to keep putting on the show. Um, you can find a sign up genius on fedtalks.com where you can sign up to be a part of the next PLC that we'll be having on the podcast. Also available on all the social media out there. So please go on and sign up for one of those. I would love to have you have you on and, and let's get together some teachers and talk about things that 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 we need help with and and just vent some some problems and vent our celebration so join me on some future virtual plcs i would love to have you that's find it on the sign up geniuses on our website and all of our social media we have a few of those episodes coming up and uh, i'd love to see those fill up uh you can sign up for multiple plcs if you'd like it is based on a first come first serve and uh I want to. I'd love to have you. So please go on and sign up for that. You can visit our website www.fedtalks.com where you can find that information as well as all of our past shows, um, all of the archives and the resource list from all the teachers that have been on the podcast. You can find us on all your favorite podcast providers on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, AnyPod, and Tune In. Go on, subscribe to the show so you don't miss a single episode. Rate us, leave us some stars, review us, tell us what you're liking about the show. And most importantly, share the podcast with those theater educators that you have in your life that you think could benefit from what we're doing here. Contact me via email, fedtalkspodcast at gmail.com, just like Marissa Brady did. If you have a suggestion for a show topic or, or something you'd like to hear on the show or give me feedback on it, I'd love to hear it. Uh, find us on all your social media, on Twitter at Theater Ed Talks, on Tumblr, fedtalks.tumblr.com, on Facebook, the Fed Talks Group, Instagram, Fed Talks Podcast, and of course the website one more time, www.fedtalks.com. Thank you, Joel Hamlin and Joshua Schusterman, for the use of your original music, Magnetize and Flip the Record. And thank you for listening. Hope you got something out of it, and I hope to hear from many of you for future PLCs. Keep checking out the podcast, and uh, keep your chins up, teacher. I, I know we're all stressed, and we have a lot going on, and, and we have a... But just know that you're not alone. And hopefully the, the PLC showed you that, and uh, keep tuning in. Thank you for all you're doing. Have a great week.